Welcome to Legends of the Hall, the podcast centered around the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in Colorado Springs, telling the stories of the greatest stars in the history of Pro Rodeo. On today's program, our guest is one of the newest inductees into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame, NFR average winner and longtime television analyst, Butch Knowles. This is professional rodeo announcer Steve Kenyon. Legends of the Hall is being sponsored by Wrangler, the official Western wear of Pro Rodeo, long live Cowboys. In just a moment, we'll meet Butch Knowles. Hey y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West and there's no quit in them either. Life's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And if I'm gonna enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live Cowboys. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon. Thanks for all of your support of our 8 Seconds Media radio shows, the new Steve Kenyon podcast, and our social media sites. Now you can wear 8 Seconds Media wherever you go. Just visit the 8 Seconds Media store, ball caps in some fun colors, T-shirts in all sizes for men and women, and with fall coming, we've got some warm hoodies waiting for you. Just click on the shop link at 8secondsmedia.com. Eight Seconds Media is being sponsored by Classic Rope. Success is in your hands. Find them online at ClassicRope.com. Butch Knowles has spent 30 years behind the microphone at the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. He and Jeff Metters, the voices on television of the NFR for most of the last three decades. We had a chance to catch up with Butch after the National Finals Rodeo came to an end to talk to him about his Hall of Fame induction in 2023, his career, and his partnership with Jeff Metters. Here's Butch Knowles. Butch, you're going to you're gonna aw shucks me for saying this, but I mean it. You are our John Madden. And, uh, uh, well, I don't know about that, Steve. I, I, I'll, tell you, I, I'll tell you, when it all started 30, what, four years ago now, um, I honestly thought, man, oh, man, if I could do this a couple of years, that would be the biggest thing in my life. And so I, I've accomplished that. That's what I can say. <laughs> I just want to know when the when the Knowles video game for Rodeo is going to come out. I mean, you know, there was the Madden <laughs> game. Now there's – Yeah, yeah. Well, I doubt if – I think we're way ahead of ourselves there, okay, too. But, but it's been a great ride, honestly. I, yeah. I love every second of it. You know, I just got done doing – well, it was 89 was my first year, so do the math, whatever that was, 34 years, 35, 4, whatever. But uh, it was just as exciting this year as it was the first. I, know, I never get tired of it. Yeah, that that rodeo is something that I – and you competed right. there four times, so you've had a chance to right. see it from both the in-arena perspective and the broadcast booth perspective. And I don't know right. if there's a difference between the two perspectives or not. Um, you know, when you're in the arena, you get the full feel of the roar of the crowd and that big audience at the Thomas and Mac. Um, when you're in the broadcast booth, maybe you don't quite hear all that just because you got, you're all wired up and got stuff in your ears and everything else. Right, but, right. You know, you're still watching the competition and, and being an integral part of it. Well, it's they're they're different, but they're similar. And and you know, Steve, because you you do it all the time. When you're doing live TV, it it's a little different of kind of a beast, really. You know, because you got to live with what you say, you got to try to make sense, and there's no going back and fixing it. And uh, and the other side of it, I did a I did a little feature this year, and 
we did it right down in front of the buck and shoots. And as I stood down there and looked up, you know, from that point of view that I used to have back when I rode there, that's an amazing venue. It really is. You know, they talk about, well, let's take it, you know, we could sell more tickets. We'll take it to Reliant Stadium or something big or not Reliant, but the one right there. Is it, I'm not sure what it's called. Right Allegiant, the, the one where the cat, the one where the yeah, football Allegiant. team plays. Yeah, Allegiant. Yeah. Anyway, you know, or a bigger stadium where they could seat thirty thousand people, and it would not be the same. That that is, I just hope it never changes there. And I know that only seventeen thousand people get to go watch that every night, or eighteen right there. But that is the hardest and the best ticket to have in that town, and and uh, everybody knows it. And I hope it never changes. It's just incredible what that's like down in there. It's like a you, you feel like a gladiator, honestly. I mean, it's just, it is awesome. It's just incredible. There are dozens of arguments for moving the NFR out of the Thomas and Max someday. And I assume it's going to happen someday. Um, you know, we just signed that new contract through 2035. I, I Nobody right. knows what the terms of it are yet. Right. But right. you know what? There are, there are four or 500,000 people that go to Las Vegas every year during the national finals rodeo. And all of them do not go into the Thomas and Mac. But what they well, do do is they go to viewing parties and they go to the hotels right. and the casinos and the and, and those venues all benefit. Uh, absolutely. And probably, Steve, probably the majority of them don't. You know, or they may go down for a four-day trip, Yeah. for example. They may have a ticket to the rodeo one, one of those four days. And the rest of the time, you're right, they're at viewing parties, they go to the concerts they go to the shows they go to the trade shows they go to the ropings they go to the barrel racings there is so much going on and it's and it's still a trip for them so absolutely it uh it's it's a it is a huge event for that city um i want to ask you one you know this the the whole theme of this podcast is pro radio hall of fame and hall of famers and right. you and I've been full disclosure. Butch is I consider Butch Knowles to be one of my very best friends. Absolutely. And I I I listened to your induction speech, and I thought the way you closed it this year. By the way, there was a time limit on that thing. I don't know if you know that or not. I know. Um, I thought flashing quite a bit in there, but it's like, <laughs> so what? I, I only get one shot at this, so yeah, I may as well yeah. have the best of it. That's exactly right. But the way you closed it with the story about how you guys used to talk your way into rodeos just to see if you could do it, and now yeah. I just talked my way yeah. into the Hall of Fame. I thought that yeah. was a great story. but <laughs> Well, thank you, but there's a lot of truth to that, honestly. I thought, because, you know, I didn't get in there by winning five world titles in the steer wrestling, or I didn't get in there by, you know, any world titles in my career. And I, and I, and I'm not, I, I wouldn't change anything in my career. I, I had a great time and, and got to go to the NFR four times and was lucky enough to win the average down there and all of that. But, uh, but to, but to get into the hall, you know, it, uh, I guess it's off the com- a culmination of everything that I accomplished or did through my entire career in the arena and then picked up right outside. So, yeah. so, uh, you know, it's just a little different, different deal, but, uh, but that is a true story. We used to sneak it with, that was kind of, that's how, you know, I don't know. We were just a bunch of kids having fun until we get crawled across the Bronx and then it got serious. But, but when we would see if we could get into a radio, it'd be like, okay, watch this, you know, and you could, you would slowly, sometimes we'd slowly drive through the gate and we'd hold a tape of Chris Ledoux up to the window. And, and if you don't make eye contact, they're afraid <laughs> to try to stop you, you know, 
So just slowly drive through the gate with that tape right there and keep going and see if they would run us down. And Yeah, it was pretty fun. We, 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 we darn sure used to have a little fun when we went. I think we are participating. Your, your event, was, which was a saddle bronc rider, very good saddle bronc rider, although – uh, the thing that doesn't get talked about enough is that Butch Knowles could do pretty much everything. He rode rode bulls, ropes. Um, I, he probably trained you a barrel racing horse if you wanted him to. Um, <laughs> but when you competed, you competed in a great era of saddle bronc riders. Today, we are watching with the right boys, Zeke Thurston, uh, the rise of Cade Bruno, um, there is just so much talent. Sage Newman needs to get a gold buckle someday. Um, yeah. There is a yeah. lot. I don't know if we're in the golden age of bronc riders today, but you darn sure competed in a great era of saddle bronc riders. Well, I did. You know, in my era, of course, you know, you, you, you know, names jump out like Mel Coleman or Louis Field or Clint Johnson and Brad Germanson. And so you're right. It was, it was a really tough time, but then, you know, when you look at it, Steve, every era, you know, then you fast forward 10 years and there's Dan Mortensen and Glenn O'Neill and, you know, Billy Atbauer, for goodness sakes. And, and then you fast forward to today and, you know, you go down through the list of the guys we just watched and it was absolutely amazing. They, they are all so darn good. You know, you look at Dawson Hay and Cade Bruno, like you said, and Sage Newman and Zeke Thurston, is, you know, you line him up with Mortensen and Johnson and, Germanson, I mean, he's joined some. He joined a pretty elite group of bronc riders by winning that fourth world title this year. So, yeah. you know, to to dominate, to don, you know, in in my era, you know, there was a real battle between um, Clint Johnson and Brad Germanson because mm. they each won. Of what Brad won, I think five, and Clint won four, or vice versa. They both won. Maybe they both won five, but but they were trading them back and forth, you know, it wasn't. And, and then in Mortensen's era, you know, he and Billy Upbauer were trading them back and forth. If one of those guys, it's like in the barrel race when Charmaine was winning all her world titles, there was a gal from Texas with a big horse called Brown, Deb Mohan, yeah. would have won, would have won probably five world titles. So, um, every era, you know, there's a real challenge going on, but it's, it's fun. That's what makes, that's what makes 10 days in Vegas amazing. Yeah, Brad Germans. I just looked it up. Germanson won four, and I think Clint won four too. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask you an open-ended question about the national finals rodeo that we just finished. Um, right. I've got a few ideas of the things that really stood out to me. What what jumped off the page at you, Butch? Oh gosh, you know uh, um, that could take an hour uh, to answer. I know. No. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot, but probably you know it started off in the bareback riding and young Keenan Hayes being able to hold everything together through the entire year like he did, you know, and he had, what, a $100,000 lead over the number two man when he got to Vegas. That's that's unheard of. And then to hold it all together down there and put the performance on that he did, that's a lot of pressure on a young man, and uh, that just shows how talented he really is. And I hadn't, I hadn't had a chance to watch him like everybody else, so – you know, I mean, I've watched him periodically through the summer and on the Cowboy Channel, but to to get to watch him in ten days on those great horses, uh, he he is the real deal. In fact, all you know, all five of those first year bareback riders that were there, I mean, there's a changing in the guards. I think in the bareback riding, and we we're seeing the we're seeing the tip of the iceberg this year. I thought it was poetic almost 
that Keenan Hayes finished off this record-setting year that he just had. The first yeah. the first bareback rider ever to be the rookie and the world champion in the same year, winning the average, right. setting an earnings record, and he finishes it with a ninety-point ride. Yeah, I hadn't won the last go around. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't you couldn't script it any better for him, could you? Uh, yeah. that was really that was really fun to to be part of that, as far as calling it. Yeah, you know, I have you ever seen a performance like Kai Hamilton's this year? Uh, you know, I've seen some great things. You can't forget. You know, Sage Kinsey winning seven world titles, I'm sure. In one or two or three or four or five of those world races, he probably stuck together something amazing. But the thing that Kai Hamilton, I think, brought is, uh, you know, is grit. He, he, you know, it's one of those guys, when I look back at all the all the famous world champions, you know, Tuff Hedeman and Ty Murray and, and Lane Frost and, you know, all those guys, they were gritty. They were gritty. And, and I see that in Kai. And I think that's what's so refreshing that, uh, you know, we watched him do some amazing things when, uh, honestly, I thought after Wednesday or Tuesday night, I guess, yeah. or when he got when he got whipped down, I thought his his NFR was over. And so to, to see the finish that he had, it was that was so much fun. Yeah. And, I, and he's just all – he's everything – He's everything you want in a bull rider. He, uh, he'll, he'll, uh, he's just gritty as heck. I love that. And you know, typical Australian. Honestly, I used to rodeo with quite a few of them and became real good friends with them. And they're just, they're just some tough boy. When they come from down under down there, they're they're tough. There's no, there's no middle there. Yeah, you know. And the thing about Kai is, if you're if you're standing face to face with him. He's going to he's going to smack me next time he sees me for saying this. He's he's kind of a baby-faced quiet kid. No, um, I know. You know, he I know. he wouldn't strike you as the guy that could, you know, you're getting text messages on Tuesday night did Kai Hamilton live through that and then he turns around on Wednesday and wins $114,000 and makes two great bull rides. Yeah, that was that was that that really that just that was one of the things that really stands out in the week. That Wednesday performance that he put together and and you know, I saw him when we were getting ready. Uh, we were we were in the broadcast, but the, one of the cameras picked up on him. and He was standing there watching, and I told Jeff on air, I said, "Man, that's the best thing I've seen is Kai Hamilton standing here watching this rodeo today." You know, and uh, because that honestly, I wasn't sure how that was going to end up. I mean, and I'll be straightforward with you, it did not look good. And when he left that arena, I didn't know if we were going to ever see him again. Yeah. And Jeff goes, well, I heard he was getting on. And it's like, you've got to be in my mind. I'm thinking, you're kidding me. Yeah. He can't be getting on. And then, and then to pull off what he did, you know, that was that was awesome. That yeah. was just great. Butch, Caleb Smith announced that he is retiring. He's, he's going to join you in the Hall of Fame sooner rather than later. I hope they put pockets and his, his horse pockets and him both in together. Um, I, I have There have been a lot of great rope horses that have come through that arena, and you've seen them. Um, but pockets is, is, it's hard to, it's hard to think of a rope horse that is more suited to the Thomas and Mac than that one, in my opinion. Um, and, and you know, way more about this stuff than I do, but I just think that horse he rode for 10 trips to the NFR and four world titles was something special, particularly in that building. Yeah. Every, every penny one was on that horse. Every world title one was on that horse. Every, I mean, every. You don't see an entire career 
in the tight end roping one on one horse like that. And, and that you're right, Steve. That horse, that horse can do everything but talk. And you know, it's so funny. One night he was riding in there, and he would kick him out of the corner, and he'd back up, and he'd kick him out of the corner. And I said to Joe, I said, Joe, is he doing that for himself, or is he doing that for Pockets? And he goes, Oh no, that's all for himself. Pockets knows exactly what he's doing. But what a what a what a wonderful career and a class, he's such a class act anyway, you know, he, he, uh, he's leaving on his terms and, and it, he's just been, it, I've been so lucky to sit there and watch his career unfold on TV. Like it did. Yeah. It, uh, it was, it was spectacular. You know, it, it just is spectacular. And t- to do it, you know, you look at Riley Webb or you look at Shad Mayfield or Kincaid Henry or, you know, uh, Weston Hughes, those young kids, and to to go there every year and and play the game with them, and, and not just play the game, but beat them at the their game, you know that's like a veteran NBA player playing at a, a college, you know, athlete level. You don't, you just don't see that very often, and that's that it's incredible. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah, so. I was. I didn't warn you. I was going to ask you about this, but um, that's all right. You never do. I know that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was trying to think this morning who had the best performances at this NFR that didn't win a world title, and you know the name that keeps popping into my head, Tough Cooper. Uh, Lisa Lockhart. Uh, Lisa Lockhart. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Lisa's one of them. Tough Cooper's the other one. Um, no kidding. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Tough had his best finals in years. Maybe since, oh, since good, the year he, he won the all-around. Yes, he did. And, you know, I I, I had a hunch he was going to. And here's the reason why. So, Tough Cooper, as you and I know, because we were following the race to be who was going to end up 15th. And Tough was – he was on the outside looking in, and he didn't qualify for the Governor's Cup. So, he was out there going to rodeos from one coast to the other. And, I mean, literally from one coast to the other that last 10 days. And I – I think he went to, and you probably have this figure set in front of you, Steve, but he went to 10 or 12 rodeos and placed in 11 of them. Yeah. And he, he absolutely, I think he, I think he made it. I think he just had a little different feeling when he got there this year. He was, I think he was, I think he was thrilled to get there. He wasn't there because he just assumed he would always be there. He had to really work to get there. And I yeah. think he went there and I think he had some fun. And if you're having fun and you're competing, there's nothing better. You know, when it when the fun goes away and you're just kind of going through the grind, it's hard to win. But if you're having fun, man, oh, man. And, he's, you know, his horse was spectacular. He had one of the probably top two or three horses there. And uh, what a week. Yeah, that, that was great. And Lisa, holy cow. Yeah. You know, I, I, gosh, I wish she could win a world title just to go with everything else she's done. But if she doesn't, who cares? She is, she is, she is the best. Yeah, Lisa, that 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 story of Lisa and Brittany, Brittany and Lisa, both seventeen-time NFR qualifiers. Um, yeah. Brittany blows away the old single-season earnings record. Lisa wins the average for the third time. Um, I, I'd have, I'd have lost a bet with you. A, over a steak dinner if you'd have told me three of those top four barrel racers that had all made clean runs would have hit barrels hit barrel. in the last run but, i know i know um, yeah i know well you know and i've and you know you know a lot about this steve but i watched Brittany and benny show up at about reno times when i first got them on my radar and i watched her run at reno and 
then I watched her at Calgary and I watched her all summer and watched her set arena records and you know and she ran her other her stud and some other horses as well that just shows how talented she is but the majority you know but Benny honestly and that's what surprised me I didn't think you could make that horse hit a barrel you know I mean I don't know how much more perfect you can make a horse turn a barrel and when she hit a barrel the last night I think yeah all our jaws dropped but you know it you it maybe it was just uh i don't know but you know Brittany. she's a she's a competitor i don't i don't think she relaxed much but if you know that little arena and if you've ever ridden a barrel horse holy cow there there's a lot more to it than just getting up there and going for a little yeah. barrel pattern at that caliber when you're running at 13 seconds and the g-forces around those barrels and you know if you don't get your pocket just absolutely perfect those horses will turn and and of course, we saw the result of that. But what a what a what a season she threw together! Oh my goodness, that was that was just great. I was I was so relieved that she won everything because she absolutely deserved it. Yeah, she had a she had a year for the record books. Um, I know yes. you've got to get going, but I want to ask you two final questions if I can. You bet. Um, let me at, let me give you a chance to brag about steer wrestlers from Oregon. Tyler Wagusback <laughs> wins a world title. He's now won five. He's he's tiptoeing into record-setting territory if he gets number six next year. Um, and he, Dalton Massey had such a great year, broke that barrel to be – or broke the barrier, I should say, to be 3-3 on his last run. But Jesse Brown, who you watch grow up, finishes second in the average. Dalton finishes as a reserve world champion. Hats off to Don Payne from Texas for winning the average at his first NFR and doing so about as quietly as anybody could do it. Um, but – I don't know. Talk about those kids. I mean, you've known Dalton his whole life. You've known Jesse his whole life. Um, yeah, watched him grow up. Yeah. Watched both of them grow up. And Blake, uh, my son Blake and my nephew Trevor, you know, played a big part probably in both their careers as far as teaching them the basics. And, you know, along with Sid Britt and that whole crew, it's just kind of a big fraternity of steer wrestlers. And, and uh, yeah, that was what a, what a year they both had, you know. It uh, – to see him come down to the very last year to determine a world title, um, that that is something else. And Dalton, you know, he jumped out early and had success and won Houston, and that's that's it's that's a boost and it's a that's a lot of pressure too because then if you do that and you don't make the NFR, all of a sudden it you know everybody's talking about you. So it uh, to to back it up and then to just keep rolling and set a new season season's earnings record and and go there number one and hold number one all the way to the 10th round. And uh, what a, what a, you know, and I know he was so disappointed when he broke that barrier for a world title and he'll relive that probably, well, forever. No yeah. question about that. But that I'd rather see him break the barrier for a world title than run one down there and be seven or eight or mess him up down there in front of the bucket sheets trying to play it safe. So, you know, he can't he can't feel bad for his performance. And Jesse Brown, he just got outdrawn in the last round, in my opinion. He he needed a little better player as far as a steer, and he maxed that steer out. Holy cow. I think the fastest time they'd been on that steer is 11 or 12 seconds, and he was 4-2 and just uh, maybe split sixth, I think, in that round. And Wagaspak just does what Tyler usually does. He, he doesn't make a mistake, and he, he same deal. You know, I mean, he had a – pretty darn good steer but he maxed him out too to split the go around and clinch his world title it was uh it was a nail biter but if you remember you know fast forward the exact night the year before and yeah. will loomis was 
doing the same thing, you know. So it uh, that's a fun event. After ten days, if you're even in the conversation for a world title, that's a that's a heck of a week. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question, Jeff yes, Metters, your longtime partner in broadcasting, surprised yep. a lot of us. He had a mic drop moment on Saturday afternoon when he announced he is uh, resigning on December the thirty first. You guys right. have had a history that has gone back. I. I, I know that you and you and Jeff could sit around and do five hours of one of the most entertaining podcasts in the world, just telling <laughs> stories about each other. Yeah, um, talk about that friendship and that partnership and that relationship. Oh, I'm the I'm the luckiest guy in the world. You know, I mentioned it a, a little bit in my Hall of Fame speech. To, to when I sat down with Jeff Matters by Jeff Matters about 1991 uh, was probably the best gift I ever had, as far as the TV side of things and and. Just in life, general in life in general, he uh, he's a class act. He's one of those guys that when you and you know him, Steve. When you meet Jeff, you feel like you've known him your whole life. He's just uh, all you know. He's all there. He's a great guy. One of the most incredible talents I've ever been around, as far as a, in front of the camera, behind the camera. He's super smart, um, and it is it has been such an honor to get to do this. I don't know what our future is going to be as far as if we're going to get to sit down by each other again or not or any any of that. You know, I'll let I'll let uh, the future play that out. But but it's uh, it's a great loss in my opinion. It's a great loss for the Cowboy Channel because he's such a wonderful talent and does so much. But uh, but we'll see we'll see what happens. He he uh, he's not he's not trying to go away by no, no. means. I know Jeff. He's going to be involved in a lot of stuff and and. Uh, so, you know, I, I wish only the best. I'd, I'd take a bullet for that guy. I love him like a brother. So yeah. he, uh, he, he is the best. Yeah, he, he, that's well said. Um, and I feel the same way. Uh, Butch, I appreciate your time. I know you've got – now you get to go back home to the real world and do wintertime <laughs> cattle rancher stuff. You know where I'm going right now? I'm going up into the mountains, which it's not pretty in the mountains. <clears throat> in, in December in Oregon, there's snow and cold – but there's an old cow that has hid out from us all fall. We've been trying to get, and she showed up the other day. So, and anybody that knows about going and trying to get late cattle out of the mountains, this could go a lot of different directions. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Just because she's there doesn't mean we're going to get her, but it's going to be uh, it'll be a story for another uh, podcast years. Call me. I'll tell you how it goes. Okay. I, I just want you to call me or text me when you get home tonight just to make sure you made it home safe, okay? Well, you, you, you that? may. That's right. You may find my old frozen body up there under a tree about April. It, this this, this is how it could go. That's funny, but it's really not, Butch. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just really not all that funny. Uh, okay. Butch Knowles, 2023 Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame inductee and, uh, and a dear friend, and I am so proud to be able to say both of those things. Uh, Butch, I appreciate your time. To you and Mary and your entire family, Merry Christmas. Please tell everybody I said hello, and, and thank you for, for giving me a few minutes. You bet, Stephen. Right back at you. I appreciate you. So you have a great Christmas, and we will run into each other, I hope, soon. Pro Rodeo Hall of Famer Butch Knowles talking about the just-completed Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and so much more. Thanks for joining us for Legends of the Hall. Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless. You can find all of our shows and more at 8secondsmedia.com. Thanks to Wrangler. Long live Cowboys. I'm Steve Kenyon.